0: Welcome to the LFC podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life
1: transformation today. Enjoy the message.
0: Listen, we kicked off the Horizon Project in May, and we preached a sermon series on this Horizon And we examine this very scripture, the call of Abraham and how it can apply to us. And I encourage you, if you weren't a part of that that series, how many of you did not get to be a part, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, just wave at me, just wave at me. I encourage you, go back to the website and check that out. Uh, It's Horizon and you can find it during the month of May. Well, we learned during that series that our lives should be more than just simply living and dying. That's boring. Come on, that's that's boring. I just went back there and someone asked me, "Are you staying out of trouble?" and I'm like, "That is no way to live." We're not talking felony trouble here, but just keep it all mixed up just a little bit, right? We have to understand that God has an absolute marvelous plan for our lives. a marvelous plan in store for us if we will just learn to listen and discern his will. And what we have to understand is purpose is just really living according to God's plan for your life. That's, that's what that's all about. But here's one thing that you got to hold on to God's plan for your life is not just about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you, right? God's plan is for every uh, generation, for every direction. It reaches far beyond our our imagination. And here's what's crazy. God's plan will actually outlive you. God's plan will outlive you. He's doing things right now to set up your children, your grandchildren, and dare I say, your great-grandchildren for his purpose. Now with that... The journey towards purpose is always going to begin with vision. Vision is the roadmap, if you will. It's a picture of your purpose. It wasn't too long after we arrived at LFC in 2018 that God gave me a vision and he gave it to me through a dream. It impacted me so greatly that when I woke, I had to write it down and begin sharing it with our staff and board, and even some of you. In the vision, I saw a large, beautiful, green piece of property. The grass was more vibrant than usual each individual blade was cut to perfection nothing stood out at first it appeared healthy and full of potential but all of a sudden the ground violently collapsed in on itself the perfectly cut grass was now demolished and diminished. The once beautiful field now looked brown and small. I didn't need to ask the Lord what this meant because I just knew it was the true condition of our church. I asked the Lord, why, Lord, why did this happen? And he said, because the roots were too shallow. You see, shallow soils have severe limitations to agricultural use. Plant roots remain confined to a small volume of soil that cannot provide adequate anchorage, water, or nutrients. Well, all of a sudden, seven pillar-like structures with an auger at the base erupted from that diminished shallow piece of earth and they begin to drill. Each pillar had a name, LFC campus, life at LFC, grow, small groups, people care, hospitality, and the next generation. As the pillars continue to drill deeper, The ground grew greener and began to expand. The grass wasn't perfect, but it moved as a heaven-weaved quilt over the earth, as if by root and stem, it stood in protection of what really mattered, and its growth seemed to have no end. Can you see it, church? God has called us and is calling us to dig deeper. Not just so we're going to grow numerically. We got people parking in the grass today. How many grass parkers do I have here? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's, numbers will take care of itself, right? But our purpose is so that we will grow spiritually. Do you hear what it says? The grass wasn't perfect. Listen, if you're looking for the perfect church... Keep on looking, because it's not going to be here, right? But it moved as a heaven-weaved quilt over the earth, as if by root and stem. It stood in protection of what really mattered. Friends, can I ask you, what really matters? What matters? I'll tell you what matters, church. Our kids the next generation matters souls matter eternity matters and i've come to the conclusion that the only reason that we aren't in heaven yet is because of what god's word says that none should perish he doesn't want us to perish he doesn't want you to perish he doesn't want your your children and your grandchildren to perish and there's some of you you've been praying and you've been travailing and asking god lord bring them back to you bring my kids back to you bring my grandchildren back to you god they've gone astray they're deep head head deep into addiction but god have mercy And so the thought about the return of Christ that makes you anxious because you know without Jesus there is no hope. But can I tell you in this room, you can make that choice right now. Right now, he's calling you. And he's knocking on the door of your heart and he's saying, will you let me in? If you only knew how much time you have left, if you only knew, please let me in. We're gonna give you that opportunity right now. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Here in this room, there are a lot of different stories. There are stories of victory, yet, there are stories of brokenness, there are stories of loss. And you may be here, and you'll be honest with yourself. You'll even say, listen, I've never never even felt that there was a need to serve God because I've watched my family members. I've watched how other people have served, and they're hypocrites. You've never made that choice to serve Jesus, but it's based upon your opinion of what other people have said and what other people have done. Listen, your salvation isn't based upon that. Your salvation is based upon the precious blood of Jesus Christ that he shed for you and me. Nobody's perfect. And I challenge you, why do you keep looking at other people when God says, "Will you just seek me? You may be here and that's your story. You've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. Or maybe your story is this you've been around the church, but you've never picked up your own cross. In other words, you've never asked Jesus to truly, you've never, maybe never asked Him to be Lord of your life, but maybe you have and you know you're not living for Him. I said this in last service. Listen, if Jesus Christ returns for his bride, his church, and you don't go, listen, you weren't saved. And you're here. And you know that your life is not right with Jesus Christ. But you want to make it right. Now is the time. Right now. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you here today, you want a fresh start with Jesus. You want to say yes to him. You want to get right with God right here, right now in the middle of this service. If that's you, throw your hand up right now. Come on, throw it up and hold it up. Please throw it up right now, right now. Don't delay. This is an urgent moment. One, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Put your hands down. Anybody else? Anybody else? 27, 28. You can put that hand down. Nine. I want to get right with God. Thirty. Good night. Anybody else? Thirty-one. You've got to get right with God. Thirty-two. I got to get right. Thirty-three. Listen, I don't care if we do anything else today. God is doing a supernatural work among his people and he's drawing those back. Anybody else join these 32? 33, 34, 35. Pray this prayer all across this room. Lord Jesus, I need you. Come on, let's try it again. Lord Jesus, I need you. And I call upon your name. Please forgive me of all of my sins. And be Lord of my life. I call upon your name. For there is no other name that I can be saved. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. So this very moment, I declare, Jesus, I'm yours. Help me to live according to your word. Get me out of the sin that I am in and I'll live for you. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can we rejoice today? Can you just throw your hands up in the air and begin to praise God? Can you begin to join with the Anthem of Heaven? Praise God! Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sit down if you can. Listen. Now it's time to grow. Now it's time to grow. Can I tell you, the burden and the weight of discipleship just about takes me under. I'm just going to be really honest with you. The responsibility is huge. But I mean it when I say this. Please text the word GROW to the number on the screen. We'll help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. If you'll let us. Can I tell you, that is the most important thing that we could have done here today? Right there. You see, we're, we're seeing people being added to the kingdom of God every single week, souls being saved. And we're making a difference, I believe it. We're making a difference in our area and I believe we're making a difference in our region. We cannot take that for granted. And what you guys are doing is that you're taking the spirit of God that you encounter here and you're taking it with you. I think you're getting it. How many are getting it? You're you're taking the presence of God that is here and you are... Uh, you, you're injecting the presence of God into the world around you. You see, when we first came here about five years ago, and I'm not saying this because this is, this is has nothing to do with us, but this is just what our eyes have seen five years ago. You could barely get 250 people into this room over two services. It was absolutely exhausting. So much damage Things, things, that, things that just happened, right? If you live in this life long enough, things happen, right? But man, over the course of these five years, now we're seeing over 1,000 people every single weekend come into this place. And what's happening is that you're encountering God and now you're sharing the love of Jesus with other people. You're witnessing but I find it interesting that the same word that we use for witness is the same word that we get out of our English word, martyr. <laughs> These early believers in the church, right, they, they understood and they were willing to lay down their lives for other people for his cause. They understood what really mattered. And can I tell you guys, we've got, we've got great things happening here. We got a good thing going. When you got grass parking, you got good things you got good things going. But can I tell you we still can't ignore the facts? Lima Allen County is still becoming a center of deprivation and has an environment of lossless, pain-brokenness and empty pursuits. We still have 434 children in foster care every single year. In 2022 alone, 900 reports of uh, abuse and neglect for children. 15% of our population live below the poverty level. There's reports of assault and rape and burglary all around us. It was just six or seven months ago. We were driving on Harding Highway, and we looked over, and we saw a man literally brutally beating a woman in the face and had her on the ground. Spirit of prostitution and drug addiction is all around us. We all know it. We don't want to talk about it, but it's it's all around us. But how many of you know that with all of that, and those are just like, That's horrible, that's a horrible feeling around you. The horizon looks a little bit different when we look through it with the lens of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And I'm convinced that God sees Lima and Allen County as a place where life can flourish. And his instrument to bring this to pass is the church. Hey listen, do you know we have got five plus foster families that are right here in our own congregation? Do you know that we, we have anywhere from 10 to 15 foster kids at a time that are, that are our babies, right? That, that, that we're able to uh, allow them to encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit? Do you know this church supports the homeless, right? We, we, our daily bread, it gives a hot meal uh, in, in God's word Monday through Friday, Heartbeat of Lima, how many know what that is? Heartbeat of Lima, man, Heartbeat of Lima has our heart. I just had the opportunity of touring their, their main facility in Columbus, uh, Ohio, and I found out something, you know, you can, you don't know everything, but I found out that uh, something that the media won't tell you, you know, they've got the abortion pill, and it's a two-stage abortion pill, But what they're not telling you is that after you take stage one, there's still hope to save your child. They won't tell you that. And Heartbeat of Lima will provide that medication to counteract step one. And so that child can be saved. How many did not know that? Did anyone? See, that's what the media, they won't tell you. Why? Because they operate with the spirit of the Antichrist, right? We have to understand this. And knowing all of this, the favor of God upsets hell, hacks hell off. So, we are very, very careful here to give God all the glory. And I will tell you this we are not ashamed. About what God is doing that Sunday when we we give the reports of how many decisions that give, I share the liver out of that post. Share it. We want people to know. Can I tell you? I was just in a a, a conference this past week uh, with uh, leaders and executive presbyters from Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, uh, all, all, all over the place. And people are coming up to me and I don't even know who they are. I mean, I see how what God is doing at your church and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> people are seeing what God is doing. Did you know that this year alone in this church, and that's not even counting what what God has done even yet today, but this year alone 1,161 people have committed their lives to Jesus. You see, lives are being transformed by the power and the presence of God. We got a good thing going, and I pray the Lord, Lord, don't let me mess it up. Right? Lord, please don't let me mess it up. But can I tell you, God is calling us to a higher place. He's calling us to a higher standard, and he's telling us, I'm going to give it to you, and you can see it with your own eyes. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, he's talking to you. And you know what I see? I see thousands of people gathering to worship and growing in Jesus and then engaging our world, carrying the presence of God into our communities. I see business people who are excelling in building the economy and creating jobs and giving of their time, their talent, their treasure and service of others in in the kingdom of God. I see people reaching out across cultural and racial boundaries, sharing their life with one another. Friends, we're not just talking, about growing, we're talking about going. Can I just put it into, just, just simplify this? If we have a thousand plus people and they go out and share the love of Jesus Christ and each one wins one, then all of a sudden there's 2,000 And if those 2,000, they give their lives to Jesus, and now they're growing, and now they reach. Now we've got 4,000. Come on, do your math. You already already know, right? 6,000, right? No, 4,000, right? I was testing you. It's creating influence on every level of society, and that's what the New Testament church did. So can I tell you, we're coming for you, Lima. Lima. We're coming for you, Shawnee. We're coming for you, Spencerville and Ottawa. We're coming for you, Columbus Grove. We're coming for you, Delphus. We're coming for you, Van Wert. We're coming for you, and the kingdom of darkness will not prevail because God's kingdom is rising up. Hallelujah. You see, prophetic words have been spoken over this church that we will be a hub of revival and we're gonna have regional and super regional impact. We'll be a voice to many parts of this nation. But can I tell you, it's not just about saying, hey, I go to that church that ODOT graciously made entrances and exits right off the highway for It's more than that. It's not about growing in numbers. Again, that'll take care of itself. I'm not, I'm not concerned with that. I am not, it doesn't concern, oh, we gotta go to 2,000. That that's hogwash to me. I don't wanna think like that. I wanna see how many lives are transformed by Jesus. We've got some grandparents and parents in this room, aunts and uncles, people in this house who understand and realize the need for our children and for the generations to follow, to know him and experience him. Did you know that this youth group has grown 68% since 2020? I remember when we can barely fit one row, now we've got three rows, sometimes even four scattered off the side, and now, like a virus, they're spreading to this other side. (laughs) Hand sanitizer. No, do do you know what I'm talking about? They're growing, they're encountering the presence of God. Did you know that our kids' ministry has grown 195% since 2019? That's a lot of dirty underwear, right? I mean, that's crazy. These students are giving and worshiping Jesus and they're telling their friends about Jesus. Last year at Light the Night, we reached over 6,000 people last year. And guess what? It's coming up. We're even poised to do even more this year. Did you know that Bath School System trucks in their students that want to be a part and they attend LifeWise Academy right here on this campus. A hundred students last year came. Fifteen students gave their lives to Jesus and that's right out of the public school system, friends. We sent 54 of you to El Salvador last year. Can I tell you, it's already on the calendar. We already got to plan another trip to El Salvador this year. Pastor Lena, she may not agree with me, but I'm the boss. We're going to open this up to the region and get other churches to come from all over the region if they want to come and be a part of this. We're invading El Salvador. Did you guys know with the 121% increase in giving since 2019, we were able to pay off an old mortgage? Yeah. Come on, that's something to celebrate, right? <laughs> but can I tell you, God has something more for us here at LFC. He's causing us to rise up. To rise up we have been working with a ministry consultant group called Invictus Global, and it specializes in church growth and management and organizational systems. And in an effort for due diligence, we've worked hard with regional construction and architectural firms, got some schematics and we're gonna show them to you. We've begun conversations with banking institutions, but, the reason why I'm sharing all of that with with you here today is that we know that a facility expansion is ground zero. It is absolutely necessary for answering the call for horizon that God has put right in front of us. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, The horizon is here. The horizon is here. So I'm excited to announce to you once again. The Horizon Project. Now, listen, before we put this up here, I want you to know that this is phase one. This is not expanding the the, the, the sanctuary are increasing, we'll go to another service if we need to. That's, that is, that, that's not it. But this right here is just phase one. Phase two, that's a, that's a different phase, all right? That's expanding this. But this is just phase one. So hit me with those real quick. Can anyone see this little guy right there? Can you see that? Can you follow that? What am I writing right now? That said hello, all right? But as you can see, how many know we need parking? You won't have to park in the grass. Well, actually we probably will, right? But if you can kind of see an imaginary line right there, basically what we're doing is we are doubling the size of our footprint. This is a 20,000 square foot expansion project. As we go from the other angle, uh, as you're going northbound on 75, that's, that's just some renderings of what it will look like and you can drive around the backside of the church for traffic flow. We are currently right now working on that entrance that we're gonna get that done ahead of time. We've already under contract to move that telephone pole that I just about hit every single Sunday morning, right? There's some chips out of that, too, and I think some of you have uh, left a mark on your life, right? And, uh, so, and, we, and it's very important to me that we, we represent our country right there. Um, moving, moving forward to the schematic designs, and we have got to hurry, but uh, this right here, that's, that's the line that we're talking about. This is our current facility that we're, we're sitting in. But as we do this expansion, um, right here is where we currently have our, our offices. Our offices are jam-packed. We've got two people in every single office. And can I tell you, she's about to throw me out the window. <laughs> right? I don't distract her. Yes, I do, don't I? All right? As, as we come out of here, this is adapted into a second kindergarten through second grade classroom. There's all kinds of stuff that is remodeled right up in here. But this is a secured check-in and corridor for our kids. How many know that it's important to keep our kids safe? Right, it's a completely secured check-in. This is the existing lobby. Again, this is phase one. As we walk down the hallway, uh, there's other uh, back behind. The worship team will have a place that they can go back behind. There's recording studio, control rooms, green rooms, everything that we need. But we're expanding the third through fifth grade classroom, special needs quiet room, sensory room for students. How many know that's important? It's so important. As we go down this way, there's obviously exits right there and entrances, but right here we have the preschool classroom, and we've got some of this. Isn't that beautiful? Give us the other shot of that. Guys, they're going to have their own bathrooms. The little guys and all the ladies that stand outside the door, and you're like, No leg jiggling anymore after this is done, okay? Um, Once, they'll have their own restrooms right in there. And once we get, go out of that door right there, uh, which is right here, you can come in and you can go into the MIDI Auditorium. This is a 300-seat uh, small auditorium for our students and for our kids' ministries. Isn't that incredible? Uh, it'll have all the bells and whistles for our for our kids. But as we go out of this room right here, and we don't have time to go, there's we'll have proper office and counseling stations that are right there. But also uh, through these new entrances that are coming off uh, of the building, you will see that there are volunteer security lockers. How many people volunteer and you would appreciate a place that you can put all your junk, right? Instead of just leaving it all over the place like someone over here does. And I'm like, people are gonna take that. What's wrong with you? Right? No one listens to me. All right. So as you go down this corridor, this is more youth classrooms, more storage, but this is what I want you to see right here. The current small auditorium will be made into an, a place for overflow. Like right now, uh, how many th- you feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're sitting really, really stinking close to people right now? You're actually having fits of rage right now, right? Well, this is a place that you can go right over here. All of the coffee bar stuff will be there but there will be huge screens and great sound, so you'll be able to hear what's going on right here my goal is that no matter where you are on this campus no matter if you have to go to a side rip, you you're going to still encounter the presence of the holy spirit amen so we can we can go on from that but isn't that absolutely gorgeous it's gorgeous it's beautiful. Well, we've received an, uh, a written estimate from that, and it's going to come up to $8.6 million. If we would have started this process five years ago, it would have probably been about $4 million right? But that's the day in the age we live in. God knew it. God knew it, and he's going to take care of it. But the question is, how are we going to fund this? How are we going to do that? Well, based on financial analysis that we've done in the giving capacity, we believe that a conservative estimate that right out of this body, we are able to raise $4 million over the next 15 to 21 months. And uh, here's, here's, here's how it could become a reality and I'm, I'm jumping forward guys here's how it could become a reality this right here is called a giving pyramid no it is not a pyramid scheme this is just how you can see how it can be broken down I truly believe that there is someone with a within the sound of my voice someone watching online that may not even step foot on this ground that God lays it on your heart for this expansion project that they're going to give a million dollars I believe it I don't know where it's coming from but I believe that God is going going to make it happen. There, there's some that can give uh 500,000 or even 250,000. As a matter of fact, we received over the past couple of weeks we received our very first gift of $100,000. Yeah. Some can give 10,000, others can give 5,000, but can Hi. <laughs> you scared me. I didn't know who you were, you stranger. Right, But here's what we have to understand is this, that every single gift matters. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you.
1: I had this thought while I was listening um, and kind of wrapping my brain around. There was 40 people who gave their lives to Jesus a few minutes ago. I don't know. Can you just wrap your brain around that? It just makes me, I, you, I'm just weeping over here because of what God has done. And you know, I have the thought, this church is 80, 85 years old and 80 years ago, somebody gave. That's right. That's right. So that today, 2023, today, 40 people could give their lives to Jesus. That's what we want to get our heart wrapped around. This is all the head stuff, right? But that's what we've got to get our heart wrapped around. And it's more than just money that we need. We need people who are going to serve and those people who are going to pray and people who are going to tell others about the Horizon Project. We've already had some crazy friends of LFC get together and say, how can we raise the money? And a bunch of guys decided to put on a golf outing to raise some money, and so if you like to golf and you just wanna help us out, sign up today. Get a hold of that. There are many opportunities that other people are planning. They wanna help by doing some events. Of course, the gala, hopefully you've heard and been invited to the gala. It is an event that LFC is hosting and you can be a part of that in creative ways. Some people are sponsoring entire tables through their businesses or even personally. Some are donating items to a silent auction. There are creative ways to give, and I know that we can do it. I know that we can do it, church. And the last four years, the giving capacity has increased in this body by 121%. We have more than six months of cash reserves on hand, and you just heard that we, as an organization, are servicing zero debt. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. When we launched in May, within the first 24 hours, there were a group of legacy givers who pledged more than $300,000 to this project. And these givers, they gave us a great start, and they are significant in the big hurdles, but they would be the first to tell you that it is the consistent gifts of any size, any and all sizes, that are going to get us to the finish line. So you wanna hear where we're at? Here's where we're at. As of this week's report, should I give a mat number or the new number? So yep. 460, or I'm sorry, 476,343, but we just got a check for $26,000. So that puts us up over $500,000 we have in the Horizon Fund. And to date, we have one million three hundred thirty-one thousand six hundred seventy-seven dollars in pledges. I don't know about you, but that just amazes me, and I want to be a part of what He's doing.
0: Can I? Can I step in? We're being smart with monies that come in. It's being worked in, in uh, money market accounts, and we're making money on the money. So it's increased. So, Mama didn't raise no m- dummy, did you, Mama?
1: Yeah. All right, she's right
0: there. No,
1: she says <laughs> no. So God gave us that number as a church, that 4 million, and we're believing that God's gonna give you a number as well. He gave us one. We prayed, we sought God. Yep. We came up with a number. He stretched us farther. We came up with another number. And today we're asking you just would you consider what the very best gift that you can give. It's beyond your tithe. That's just obedience to God, that's between you and Him. This is beyond us and it's fueled by faith and sacrifice. So when you came in, there was a pledge card on your seat. Grab it, take a look at it. There's a place on the left to fill out your personal information. And on the right, a place where you can fill out that amount of your pledge and how you might give it monthly one time or many of you have already reached out interested in giving a line item stocks, company, matching funds, IRAs and it's easy there's a QR code all you have to do is scan it it'll take you to horizonproject.online
0: thank you so much for tuning in to the message if you desire to grow deeper in your faith we want to help you Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.